going clockwise. Uh, uh, this week we are <laughs> discussing some of the best or tips and tricks uh, of new resellers. We found a lot of new resellers joining our, our group, and we wanted to touch on some tips and tricks that each of us have uh, to help you in this time. And eBay can be monstrous. <laughs> uh, what, what would you say? A, a, a big uh, Belimoth, uh website? And to simplify it and maybe to to maybe give you some insight and some tricks, we thought we'd talk about a couple topics tonight. And Alton, you want to go over the topics that we were going to discuss? Yeah, so we had maybe three areas. I think uh, probably with Scott and Kevin might come up with some more. But some of the basic ones are just when you're searching for an item or you're trying to source that item, how to properly look at it where... You're looking for solds, right? Sold and completed items that give you the best comparison for value that you're actually looking to resell. Now, most people forget that. And when they source an item, guess what they do? They just put it in. They see, oh, well, someone's got it listed for 45 and I can buy it for five. That's a problem. So, and then that's not really necessarily the best thing when it's selling at 20. So you got to help you find the best sources and what works for you. I think Andy's going to help us with uh, the importance of keywords. So once you find those items, how to properly get them listed with keywords to make sure they're getting indexed and he's also going to need him to cover what indexing is when it comes to the ebay platform so we need to understand that a little bit more and then brian uh, something he's very in our group he's very big on is consistency accountability and forming that habit right so we got to have a consistent thing to hit that ebay algorithm uh brian do you want to go first all right well that was a great intro from alton uh thank you (laughs) (laughs) well when it when it comes to ebay different platforms have you know different ways of operating like like amazon is definitely different than ebay poshmark you know you're gonna have to share a lot but ebay's algorithm is built on listing consistently and not even just listing but other activities being done consistently so when you think about when you think about being successful as a reseller, I think that is the single most important thing you can do is be consistent. Whether that's when you're going sourcing, you don't want to go just when you feel like it. You need to you need to to develop a um, a plan. Like Scott, we were talking beforehand. Like he has two days a week that he he goes sourcing, and, and I'm similar. Every day you need to develop habits where you're not having to think from day to day. What do I need to do? Um, that that's not a good way to optimize the business. If you're brand new and you're just starting reselling, it's okay, right? You don't want to overwhelm yourself. You want to start to develop these habits. Um, and I think the most important habits are sourcing, right? You got to figure out places you can source consistently, whether that's a thrift store route, whether you're you know going to a flea market, you're going to garage sales, estate sales, however you're sourcing, you've got to figure that out. What are the best places? You know, you got to think about traffic, time of the week, etc. You also need to ship, you know, depending on your, your shipping schedule, like I ship same day. So that's the first thing I do. And I, I guess maybe this will be a better way to explain it is to look at it through my eyes. Like every day, Monday through Friday is pretty much the same. I get up, I go to my storage units. I pull my inventory that I'm shipping for that day. I come back, I have my coffee, I sit down, I'm in um, daily refinements group with Chris and, and Tech and Sports. We have the 8 a.m. morning call in my time zone, which I attend that. And then I open up eBay. I, I, I create a new coupon every day to send out to, um, so people can buy and get a discount to encourage them to shop in my store. I check all my messages every day from before I do my shipping, because what if somebody wants to combine? What if somebody wants to cancel? I then send offers to likers in the morning. I, at that point, I'm then typically ready. Well, no, actually, even before that, I then rework five or six of my oldest listings, because if you look at your oldest listings and they haven't sold, there's probably something wrong with them, whether it's pricing, title, et cetera. So I'll fix that. Then I go into my, my shipping. I'm usually shipping during the morning call and however long that takes. After that's over, I then go into listing and listing takes up my afternoon. And I don't even ha- I'm at the point where I don't even have to think about what I'm going to do. It's the same day after day. And then each week I try to add one more listing. Like I started at 20 I started at 20 listings per day and I'm up to 28 listings per day. 
Next week, I'll be at 29. So I'm just ingraining that habit because the more you list, the more traffic you get, the more sales you get. And if you're if you're brand new, you don't, I mean, don't, don't think in those terms, but just think about what is my schedule going to look like? Am I going to treat it like a a job, like somebody was was hiring me? I know a lot of people will say, hey, I want to go into business my, for myself because I want that freedom. That freedom is a dual-edged sword. If you're not careful, that freedom will have you on the couch watching TV, eating some potato chips, and you can, you're not going to get any sales like that. Um, just to wrap it up, be consistent in all areas, and e the eBay gods will reward you. Yeah, Brian, you talked a little bit about uh, going in and fixing some of your listings. I know uh, I know, Andy did a great video the other day on his channel. If you aren't subscribed to him, go subscribe to him about um, finding your listings and seeing if they're having views. And you did a review of my, of my eBay store, and you gave me like five or six tips. And um, one of them was going back and fixing listings. So I started that. And I went back and I was going through a couple of them. And even one of them, I had the wrong color. One was purple and was supposed to be blue. You know, it, it was just stupid stuff like that that throws off your whole eBay listings. If you guys aren't subscribed to Dr. Denham, go subscribe to him because he did the review of my store, all the things that I was doing wrong <laughs> and some of the things I was doing right. But uh, um, Which is everything. Which was everything. Lot, right? there, was, there was a lot of there, right, guys? But definitely spot on, on on all of it, all the things that I could improve on. And that's what we're all doing. We're learning and I'm learning from you guys. And then Brian helped me with doing a review of my channel or of my store, my my eBay store. So thanks for that. Yeah, and, and and that's kind of the point of this group. We help each other and we try to take, you know, our, our areas that we know a little bit of something about and we want to share it with our, our listeners, our, our viewers. By the way, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, you can find us on Spotify and other places. It's Reseller Roundtable. Please subscribe. Nice plug. Don't, yeah. don't forget the Discord. Yeah, so Discord's awesome as well. If you ever have a chance to get on there, you make sure you post like finds. We have different sections for what you're finding, what's sold. Like There's going to be a lot more added to it as we grow. So make sure Definitely. you're joining that and, and participating in it. And for being so small, we've had some great numbers on Spotify. So... Yes, definitely go check us out on there, and we will love to see you on there. And any comments you have, uh, definitely. I can't wait for iTunes. Uh, any update on the iTunes? Yeah, so we got approved. I'm just waiting for the response back of saying I can now upload. So the part of waiting is over. It's just they are very picky about how you upload with the the account. So mm -hmm. so we're we're almost there. So it's gonna take most of this stuff is done as they say well before a podcast is ever in motion. And I didn't realize that until after we started really digging into this, but it's been an adventure. Hey, listen, I'm I'm just happy we're sticking, finally sticking to it. I know a year ago we tried doing this and it just, mm -hmm. we're so busy, but now we make, we're consistent. So that's a, like you said, Brian, right? Consistency. So the more consistent we're doing, the more we're uploading consistently at the same day, at the same time, you know what I mean? It's just like YouTube, it, it feeds the algorithm. Steady wins the race. Yeah. yeah. And we were talking a little bit about this, but uh, people are looking for another source of income. Yep. And, yeah. and eBay is definitely a, a second source of income. If you're looking to make a little bit money, extra money for Christmas, there's definitely ways that you could use eBay to, to definitely add to your bank account. Not, not just that. I mean, people are losing their job or people want financial freedom. That's big right now. Financial freedom, again, away from the man, the nine to five. And this is good what's going to give it to you, but it's not going to be a 40-hour-a-week job. For me and Brian, I think we're, what, at 60 to 80 hours a week at least between accepting offers during the day or, or even sourcing. This is not a 40-hour-a-week job. If you want a 40-hour-a-week job, we prefer you. You probably should be better off doing that. If you want a real job where you can make good money, I had my best week last week at $3,500. Um, and then I finally hit 10K, which is huge for me. I've been trying to hit 10K now for like a year. So I finally hit 10K. And everything's just starting to click together because I, I, there's a combination of, I think, taking the the white back, the background out, making it, all my backgrounds for my photos white um, by using Photo Room. And then also sell similar. My oldest items has definitely, I can tell, has definitely brought me through the roof with um, uh, my sales. I normally average about $2,000 to $2,200. 
but last week for some reason I hit 3,500 and that's not by mistake. I think the algorithm is starting to help me out more because I'm consistently listing that same number every single day. And then I'm also tweaking my old listings. I'm taking the background out of my, my new listings um, for an all white background because it helps the Google algorithm. But other than that, man, I have no clue. I mean, it's been an ama- it's been amazing. Yeah, that's I, I think just to kind of piggyback real quick on what Kevin's saying. I I think that's the beauty of eBay or reselling in general that you can you can work without whatever hours you want to work, and you could set your goals for what you want to achieve, and you can work as many or as few hours as you want to. But you just have to be realistic about like like if your goal is to make ten thousand dollars a month, you're probably not going to do that ten hours a week unless. <laughs> Unless you have have access to gold bars, you know iPhones, but in our case, we're, we're looking iPhones. for a lot lot more hours than that. Yeah, and I think it's not it's not just it's work. This is fun work. Yeah, we hate listing, but we like collecting that money when we're sleeping. I I'm used to a commission background or a sales background where it's based upon my work at you know how much I work or how hard I work and how many people I talk to in a day, and it definitely relates really well to selling on eBay. You know what, Kevin? Real quick. Um, the funny thing is, I used to hate listing, and I I think there might be something wrong with me because I now actually like to list. It's it's kind of weird. Like once you and Kevin, you talked a lot about this the the sell similar hack. Once you start getting a lot of good listings in your store, and you're selling similar off your off your perfect or your really good listings, you don't have to change a whole lot. You change the pictures, you adjust the title, the mm-hmm. item specifics. And you could crank those out real quickly. Right. Once you have the mindset of that listing is going to turn into money, then you kind of view it a little bit differently. Um, yeah. But listing, it's funny, like a lot of YouTube community, like listings horrible, but it doesn't really have to be. No. Money. It, <laughs> it's a rhythm. It's all. It, what we do with this is like anything else you do. It's a rhythm, right? How many times do you answer a phone a day when you're at your work job? It's it becomes rhythm. It becomes repetition. It's the same thing with someone on eBay or, or even other platforms. Repetition and the rhythm. The more you get into that rhythm, the more you know you can sit down. I'm going to be here for four hours. I'm going to list these items. I may not want to list them, but I don't care. I'm going to collect that money because as I'm listing, I'm going to start. All my listings are going to go higher up in the search ranking. That's at least how I think it happened. I mean, to give you instance, I have one of my fastest sales today. That Ben Hogan iron set I was telling you guys, I picked up for five bucks, refinished and polished them. And sold them for 190 bucks in 10 minutes, not even 10 minutes. It was insane. And that was big profit. I think uh, definitely all good points. And we definitely have a lot to talk about tonight. So I'd like to move this all along. Andy, you're up next. Yep. I think one of the main issues that new people, well, really sellers in general, is that their keyword research is not good and their titles aren't good. When I go out and source, I actually, I'm actually planning my titles as I pick things out. I pick my items specifically based on what keywords I can find in the search suggestions on the on the eBay website because that's what people are searching for. Mm-hmm. When they search, they're they're typing a few key keywords or, or a few keystrokes, and then they're clicking something in that drop-down menu. So if you can create a title that that matches what's in the drop-down menu, the search algorithm is about relevance and uh, that's going to make your title relevant and that's going to that's going to push you up in the in the listings mm-hmm. to where people so, can find your stuff. So eBay is sort of like Google where you start typing in something and it'll try to figure out what you're trying to say, right? And then you yep. would drop down and then try to figure out uh, what matches best for that category, whatever category you're listing in. Would you like to go into more detail about that? Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention is if you're sourcing things that don't show up in those little drop-down menus, it's going to sit for a long, long time and, and you're not going to sell it. So and Alton was talking about that a little earlier where you're, when you're outsourced, you, you got to kind of pre-source and have an idea of what you're going to look for. Mm-hmm. And when I go out and source um, I live in Cincinnati, so I it, it's shoot the loop around two, I-275, and I just hit every thrift store that I can find. And uh, I'm looking for 10 or 15 different brands that I sell routinely. 
that fits in with what Brian was talking about, where you're just using cell similar and uh, changing a few things and putting new pictures in. And it's really easy to do, you know, 15, 20, even 30 listings in a day that way. So um, you're brand new, you're outsourcing and you find something that you run across something that you haven't seen before or heard before. And you would go to look it up on the eBay app, right? And you don't see it in there. And no matter how how cool you think it is. Yeah, how, no matter how cool it, it is, if, you go in and search for it and you can't find it. Don't source I, it. I think the the way to look at that is you got to leave your emotions out of it when you're sourcing for your business. You got to leave your emotions out of it. You got to let the the devil's in the details, as they always say. And if it's not there showing solds and anything else, walk away. Like it's, it's just not in your cards. Now, if you're wanting it for you, it's a little different. Right. And it's very brand driven for the most part. There are some things that you can um, do with just the general keywords that are attached to it. It's very brand specific. And Brian talks about that a lot where you lead with the brand and then kind of the description and the size mm -hmm. so that yeah. people get people on the, on the mobile app, get all of that in that little narrow phone screen, the really pertinent information. If they want a large and you've got large at the very end of your title, they're not going to see it and they're probably not going to click on your listing from a mobile. So that, I mean, that's something to think about too. Um, I guess to sum up, my main thing would be what, and this is the way I learned what the source is. I was constantly on my phone in a thrift store. This looks, looks really cool. Let me check and see if it's selling. Even sell-through rates, people used to talk a lot about sell-through rates. And I think if you're, if you're sourcing things that show up in the drop-down menu, there's going to be enough enough interest and enough demand for it that it's going to sell, but it's just a matter of getting the relevant information. Also knowing the, the terminology for your, for your niche, like here in clothing, um, know what a gingham shirt looks like, know what tattersall is, know what wool looks like, know what cashmere is like. When you have all of that uh, language, then you can type those, you can type those different words into the search bar and find you know the keyword phrases that are gonna attract the people the people that are interested in the item that you have like i said I, i've been looking stuff up at the bins all the time because i'm not familiar with the brand or or uh unless i run across nike and uh, under armor and all that good stuff like kevin and brian they go out all the time and they just know when they pick it up right kevin when you go in yeah i mean I've been at the point, actually, I've been like this for a long time where I can just go into any section and I'll make money only because I've been doing this for like ever. And I, and I know, oh, every single, uh, just about every single niche there is to know. So I know exactly what I'm looking for. And within a couple of keywords, if I'm having trouble with it, I know if it's, if it's nice buy or not, but the majority of the part, if you see something and it looks different and it feels different and it's, it, it doesn't look like it's new or anything, it's going to be something vintage and worthwhile. I mean, it, it, but it takes experience and a long, long time of, of uh, I call it useless knowledge of learning. But my main thing is like, I told you guys a few weeks back is I've gotten to the point where like, if I say I'm at, I'm doing blazers, I can just go right down every aisle and without even looking, just feel it with my fingers and tell if it's cashmere, camel hair, wool, silk, and other, whatever other um, uh, fabrics there is. And that's just repetition again, repetition right. and, and, and probably selling over a thousand pieces of blazers um, and other things too, dress shirts, it doesn't matter, but it's just, I don't know. It, 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 it takes a, a really good skill level, but anybody can do this skill. It's something that's just not like, Oh, you know, like basketball players, sometimes they pick up a basketball and they're just great. It's not like that. You kind of build it up within yourself. The more you do this. I was just going to say to you, do you, I look with, with blazers, I look for houndstooth, herringbone, and window panes. And if you pull those out more often than not, it's a it's a more desirable brand. Than I, just... Don't get me wrong. I picked up an Ed McMahon one. There's no other Ed McMahons out there. And I sold it last week for 45 bucks just because of the pattern. But then again, you can, if you can come in contact with any blazer for 45 bucks, even if it's Joseph A. Banks, Brooks Brothers, 
you could still make $25 off it. Like I, my range from blazers and sport jackets, not even talking about suits. I'm just talking about regular men's, not women's. Women's is saturated, men's. I can pick up any blazer, even a non-brand, which I sell consistently non-brand ones. That's why I understand using brand first on titles works, but sometimes even if it's a brand that doesn't do too well, I skip out the brand in the title um, and I just go off with some really good keywords. I find different colored, like bright colors, like reds, greens tend to do pretty well, especially if you pick up like a master's green golf, uh, golfing blazer, any master's green golf blazer, you'll sell for 30, 35 bucks. As long as you use the keywords, ma uh, master's green, because people are looking for master's jackets, which is the jackets they give you when the, when you win the master's tournaments, uh, golf tournament in Augusta, Georgia. So Andy, any other tips before we uh, go on to the next topic? Anything you want to cover before we go on to the next person? It's not really keyword related, but um, when you're first starting out, if you want to get your shipping policy straight, you want to, because um, eBay is going to tell you to do free shipping. And if you do free shipping, it, you're going to take a bath and it's going to cut into your oh, yeah. margins. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you my, um, I, I buy 10 by 13 poly mailers and uh, you get them for about five to seven cents a piece. The item weighs under under a pound. I, I ship it first class, and I do a flat rate of six dollars and seventy five cents. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, eBay gives you up to sixteen ounces on first class, right? Yep. 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 So, but if but if but, you go to store retail, it's only fifteen ounces, so they do right. get an extra ounce. So you got you got to know the tips and tricks, and that's yep. one of the tips. But we should do a, like a whole episode on just shipping. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a whole it's a whole uh, episode. You you don't want to have to. You don't want the viewers to fall asleep. Yeah, that's true too. Because right? shipping can be boring. Talking about yeah. shipping, yeah, um, it really can be. But it's self-explanatory, really. You know, I. I mean, it is, I, but it's, it was the hardest thing to learn in the beginning for me. Um, it always is. It's it's when you're shipping out. I, I would ship stuff out in a regional A, and I could fit it into a poly bag. You know, so. It's, uh, and, and using the different tricks with uh, pirate shipping and all that stuff. Yeah, but if it's over, international shipping. Mm -hmm. If it's over a pound, you can usually fit it in a, a padded flat rate envelope. And I do those at a, at a flat rate of $8.99. And that, those rates give you room because um, eBay is going to take, take a cut of your shipping costs and fees. So if you're charging exactly what, what it costs you, you're kind of subsidizing the customer and, and that'll eat into your profits. And if you've got tight margins, that, that makes a big difference. And those are free. So you don't, you don't have to, you know, they should, they'll ship them right to your house for free. The, the padded envelopes. Yeah. And, uh, and for, for me, I can get a blazer and a pad envelope. Um, and I've been raising my shipping rates from $7.99 before they went up to $8.49, the padded flat rates, uh, through eBay. I've raised them up to $9.99, sometimes $10.99 now, and I still have no problem people buying them. Because then when you look at your competition, most people are, are sending them out for 12 to 15 bucks, And I'm like, that's insane. So they're still getting a discount, a little bit of a discount from me, and I'm making some money on the back end too. What's our next topic? Uh, well, I, I guess I guess it's me. I'm going to share my screen and... Uh... It's kind of going to piggyback between Andy and what he was saying with uh, doing certain keyword search results, right? So when I think I put your screen up, yeah, you got it up here. So okay. the idea behind it is so everyone knows now that I do a lot with Funko Pops, right? So I started with the keyword Funko, but as I start typing, y'all see how like the letters and stuff are bold, right? So it gives you what's the most search. So usually the first couple are going to be what you've searched, but if you look, the top rated Funko Pop search is either buying them in lots. So that might be a good option for you to put a bundle of something together, but also Star Wars, Marvel, and anything Chase. That's your top three after that. When I look for stuff, like if I see Star Wars when I'm buying them, it's a no brainer just because I already know it's going to be in the top search results for Funko Pops and collectibles. But my thing is, remember guys, when I told y'all I sold the Soul Eater Funko Pop? Yeah, well, yeah, the expensive well, one. Yeah, I sold it for 75 Well, what I forgot to tell y'all was is that they failed to pay. I relisted it once I got the amount of time away. 
I relisted it. I sold it within an hour of relisting it for the full price of 85 that I was originally asking. So we're going to, I'll show it to you right here. We're going to pull this up. So we do a basic search, right? If you look, if we scroll down, you don't see, this is where if you're searching for this Funko Pop, you're going to see everything in the Soul Eater line of Funko Pops. Now, if I click over here to, this is the very key one. If you're looking at what to actually sell them for, of course, guys, we all know this, right? The sold and completed listings. It's completely different. Now, y'all see that this is all over the place. These Soul Pops from this Funko line are expensive. Now, if we scroll on down here, I'll show it to you. Here's mine right here. $85. I got full price and it actually shipped out for the very minimum on the shipping. Now, one thing I didn't pay attention to, and this is a mistake that Andy just pointed out, I only charged $5.10 on shipping. It would have been better for me to charge $5.99 for shipping, and then I would have covered my cost of my box. So I lost out on my box and packing material costs, but that's something that you learn over time. And when he mentioned that, I realized, oh, Maybe this is something we can do. So I think when you're searching for something like, like when Brian said uh, Levi men's jeans, right? Like if we do the same thing, it, it keeps populating the best search results. I've never looked on here for Levi men's jeans because there's nothing in recent search. By doing that, let's say men's 32X is the 32 is the size. 3230 seems to be one of the most popular sizes. Well, again. If I scroll down, the easiest thing is checking, make sure what's on solds. If that's not checked, you're doing yourself a big disservice. Uh, make sure when you're searching on mobile, every single search resets back to it being what's listed for you to purchase and it will not show you what's sold. So you have to do that. Be consistent about that of checking your sold. So that's my biggest one. Um, I thought for the longest time when I changed the search result, um, that it kept the sold when I was searching for something on mobile and it does not. Now on web paging, it does. So that's a big thing to know is when you're searching in solds, you can leave this on and it will only search solds. But on mobile, we're out in the field sourcing, make sure you're manually doing that. Now, um, do you go in daily and go look for Funko Pops on what sold or are you just looking at uh, that I, you pick up? So what I'd normally do is I give it about, it's a little different with the Funko market because um, they do what they call the pop price guide, or you'll hear it just says PPG. Mm -hmm. um, so that only updates roughly about 30 days. So if you're only looking on eBay for sold, and let's say you're trying to get an idea, say every couple weeks, you'll be fine to kind of see what's progressing and trend. Um, I don't think it's something like that you have to look on every day, but I highly suggest getting to know it as an option. Moore yeah. says he has the option to lock the search on his only souls on his phone. So, yeah, I've yeah. heard people that done, done that. and uh, You know, I've tried on my phone. And if more can tell me how to get it to stay on my dumb iPhone, yeah. I would be happy because that's one thing that I noticed from the very beginning. I was like, it just it just annoyed the crap out of me. I can't get mine to work either. So <laughs> hey, at, least I'm, at least I'm not in the same boat. Like, that's yeah. the thing. So, yep. So, so, yep, definitely. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Absolutely. Now, um, one of the things I noticed in the chat um, – we had a viewer talking about books, and I think Brian addressed that pretty well. Uh, books is something that's great to source, but it does take up a lot of room, and they're very heavy. So you have to look at rankings. And for me, I mean, Brian has sold quite a few on eBay, I'm sure. I can probably tell you on that end. But I think Amazon, to me, is the best way to see ranking and see what would sell because there's really no ranking system on eBay. I might be completely wrong based on search result, but I don't do too many books on eBay. I mainly do them on Amazon. From everything I've heard, Amazon is better to do books and mass. But I, if you have some rare books, like I've sold some old Bibles. Yes. I think we lost Brian again. Yeah, he's having a little yeah. trouble with his yeah. team mobile this week. Let's mention again, guys, we got the podcast going on Spotify where we're mm -hmm. approved, but just waiting for the final get go on the iTunes. Yep. And then we're also on a couple other podcast uh, channels. But I will put the podcast uh, channel in the link in here, and then we'll also put it in the description. We're really trying to get that going over there. We got some good traction last uh, in the last week. So, but okay, Brian, Brian, you bet. Uh, I think he's still frozen. I feel like I should <laughs> screen grab the picture, the image of Brian right now, and we should make a meme out of it. Like <laughs> yeah, we probably yeah, could. You know, like what you uh, looking at? <laughs> what you looking at, Willis? Like, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. uh, and and also go back and listen to the. 
the past episodes because we cover a bunch of different topics in each one of them. So yeah, I think some... I think my my favorite episode so far is, is the one we did with Brian. I think it was last week um, where we touched on the uh, eBay rankings because I've been really put using that tool since we talked about it. And I feel like that's a tool that's probably the most underrated tool that anybody can have on eBay right now. And I don't think anybody's using it. You know exactly where you rank for each niche and uh, mm-hmm. on eBay, and you can kind of niche down that way and figure out like, hey, maybe I should put more of my money towards this because it's going to help me in the long run with my search versus other people in this category. That kind yeah. of brings up. Um, I was going to say, get married to your inventory to the point where you're trying to squeeze every last dime out of it. Most, I think, most of us here or churn and burn people, or we try to just keep churning our money, roll a dollar through your business three or four times a month, as opposed to having it tied up for a year, mm-hmm. you're going to make more money in the long run by by cycling that money through over and over. I think there's I mean, a caveat to that. I think there is a caveat. Yeah. So like me and Kevin have had this conversation about tanking a market. I think there's a oh. acceptable amount of give as a best offer. But I don't think that it should reflect your listing price as much as it is your accepting of a best offer price. So, like, yeah, when you so I think that's the big distinction there that I don't want people to think, oh, well, I should sell it for if it's a hundred dollar item and you get it for 10 bucks, maybe I should list it for 50. No, that's not what we're saying. No. We're saying list it competitively, and then when someone offers you that 50 or 60 dollar mark, if you're willing to let it roll, let it roll, but don't affect the listing market. To a show to affect that, so yeah, price yeah. on the high end, and then yep. that'll give you room to take those offers, and it'll also it'll also signal to your market that you you understand the pricing in your market. You'll yep. get less lowball offers, and you'll make you know you'll make higher amount of money. And there's there's two different kinds of inventory. There's quick inventory, and then there's long tail inventory. Um, if you've got long in- tail inventory, let's say you've got it listed for a hundred and it sells three times a year and you get that person that offers you 50, you're going to want to decide, do I want to wait another three or four months for the next offer to come in? Or do I want to take my prop, you know, take a smaller amount of profit and then reinvest that money, you know, on, onto something else. Yeah. Right. So what I always do whenever I get in niches, um, and when I got into golf start the start of the year, um, from being on the uh, Mike Flipping Goodies channel, and uh, with Casey from Carolina Flipper, asked them. I right away got into it, and, and what I promised myself was I'm going to spend twenty bucks, and then I'm going to keep doubling it. Whatever I buy, I'm going to keep putting it back into selling golf uh, golf golf clubs and stuff. Now the point where I don't have to do that. Now it just goes right back into business. But that's how you kind of learn, you have a little money to play with, you learn from it. And then if it's working out for you, then you just, you just start buying a bunch of bulk stuff. Um, so, I mean, it, it, that worked out really well for me. There's some that don't work out. So it's you, that's, that's how you can learn, not quickly, but that's how you can learn on the, over the long haul. And then when, even if you get low ball offers, counter, always counter with uh, something. Yeah that you want to come in with and, and, and are comfortable with reselling. Uh, sometimes they're, they're only going to make the one offer, but at least you, you tried and uh, you can <laughs> live to fight yeah. another day. So, yeah, you don't, yeah. you don't want the eBay algorithm to think that, that you don't want to play ball. Like if I think that's the worst thing you could do is to decline an offer, never decline an offer, uh, either accept or counter. And the other thing I would say is don't, you have to, you have to view this, as a business and not get emotional like when you get low ball offers the way you should look at it and this is the way i look at it well thank you even if it's a low ball offer i'm just going to counter and we could go all day long because guess what that's showing ebay that this listing has some attention that that there's people interested in it and that that low ball offer is actually going to convert that convert your listing into a sell by someone else so if you can shift your mindset and just be happy that you're getting any offers and not, not get emotional about it, it. It'll work in your favor. Any offer is a sales signal. I spent some time selling cars and they talk about looking for sales signals and the way people talk, the way people look <laughs> at things. If somebody's making an offer on your stuff, they're not just out there 
Oh, I think let, let me aggravate this person by offering them $5 on their $50 item. They want that item. They, a lot of times they just want to see how much of a deal can I get? Right. And, uh, I have them a lot where they'll lowball me. I'll, uh, I'll counter and then they'll <laughs> come in below what I countered and I'll get to the point where this is the bottom line. This is, and I'll send them a message and say, $25 on this item is a great deal for you. And I'm not going to drop any further below that. And then change it sells. So it's knowing your, know your market, know what the prices are. And, uh, then just it's like a old queen song play the game <laughs> very cool yeah. thank you andy um i must be dumb but morris morn and uh what's it called uh, uh, whose else was it that was talking about um lockable filters on yeah i actually eBay just search. found it yeah i okay. have no clue i found it says lockable filter but how do i just go like do you i don't i don't right. i don't know how to so, use it I, so i'm on there so when I went to my filter, I can kind of do this. Scroll at the very bottom for the customize. Yeah, and then you say part, click lockables. the lockable filter. Yeah, yeah, so that part. So you go back up. Now you should see the locks on when they're completed and the sold items. So that's what I was messing up where I never saw mm -hmm. that option. I didn't so see I that can, option either. And once you tap the lock, it'll light up blue or whatever indicator to show it active, and it works. So I really appreciate more for showing know. that. Because, yeah, you're gonna have to show me after this because yeah. I, I can't do it. It's just not working for me. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys want to get into our sale of the week and our numbers? Yep, exactly. Who wants mine's to go first? I, you know, I'll share mine real quick because mine's okay. a small one, but y'all remember I bought hats and this was the first sale out of that lot of 33 vintage hats. And uh, I literally I told everybody I said I'm gonna list some of these that are more generic for $12.99 plus shipping. Well, I sold the first one literally. At twelve ninety nine, that come out pretty good. What do y'all think about the photo room pictures that turned dude, out right here? Awesome. Look at this. I'm telling Very you, nice. dude. Photo room is a game changer. Look at this. Did you and add a? I did. You there's one issue I had on this hat, and I disclosed oh, it fine. in the description. Right? They were so happy to get it because guess what? Look at that. It's a German Orioles basketball club, but it's still an Orioles hat, so they could still wear it to an Orioles game. Yeah, I, I love this. Look at that. I mean, for a vintage hat, dude. this is clean. So. Did you um, it's a great ROI? It was two dollars and fifty seven yeah. cents in, and we turned it over, so it was a ten dollar profit, roughly. So, not too bad. That's awesome. Yeah, Austin. yeah. What are all, your all let's go over our, let's go over your numbers. What were your numbers for the week? Yeah, okay. So, that is my father's account, and I, I, in good faith, because he didn't agree to it, I won't show those, but. I think for the week we were at two hundred and something dollars in sales this week. So good job, can, yeah. So, good job. And, and again, yeah. you do this part time, so yeah, part time. Um, this is something just to kind of help him learn through as retirement. So again, we all have different phases of what we want out of this, and I do it because I, it's a passion of mine. You know, I know Brian wants to do it because he wants to full time. I do other things that make my passions for full time, like IT work. So. This is something I get to come home, spend time with my father when he's available yeah. and have that quality time and teach him something for once. I, I got tired of learning about cars and how to rebuild motors. And so <laughs> now it's my turn to teach him something. Right. So very you know, nice. And I think it's nice to be able to use it as a growing opportunity or a bond improving. You know, like we didn't have that for the longest time. Now we got something we can talk about. Exactly. So, you know, so it's just how you look at it, you know. I'll take a $10 profit and 20 minutes of spending time with him over a hundred dollar profit by myself. So yeah, it's, man, it's all those are memories. Exactly. It's memories, dude. Brian. Okay. Yeah. Let me share my screen. Okay. We're, we're going to have Scott to be a professional at the screen share business. Oh my by the gosh. Time right Whatever. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm a, I'm not a professional YouTuber. I'm not a professional eBayer. I'm just here right. for fun. <laughs> That's but that's sweet. the best part, man. <laughs> that's sweet, Brian. All right. Um, Heck yeah. So, so yeah, this is one of the better better sales I've had lately. Um, I don't know if he's in the chat. Greg, Rocky Mountain yeah. reseller. Um, uh, he, he actually sourced this for me. This is a leather, I don't know, biker, Native American jacket. And by the way, I'm doing daily what sold videos and you can actually find more information about this and, and other items that sell for me daily on my YouTube channel, Dr. Denim. So if you haven't subscribed, please go ahead and subscribe. But anyway, this jacket right here, um, I think I paid $20 for it. It's a real heavy jacket. It's got these, this cool native American motif. 
And you could see that rich brown leather right there. It's got the fringes with a full zip. Uh, when, when you look in on the inside lining, you got the Thinsulate, which is always a good sign. It's genuine leather. And on the back, you got this cool American Eagle. So you know somebody, you'd look really cool riding on your on your Harley, you know, down down the black top with this bad boy. And it sold for um, $351 plus shipping. Now, the only downside is I only charge $8.99 shipping and it cost me $20. Uh, I, I screwed up on the shipping, but I, I guess I'll live with that. And obviously this time of year, it's November. Jackets, sweaters, early, not early, mm -hmm. ugly Christmas sweaters, all that good stuff. Uh, ski pants, get all that stuff listed if you have it. And I guess I'll transition because Kevin, I know, was asking about numbers. You you might you might have me on the, the seven-day total, Kevin, for what I'm hearing. Uh, my my seven-day total is at 32.43 and change. I'm down about yeah. 4%. The, yeah, the I'm one, up 15%. Uh, the, the one thing real quick on, on what happened what happened with me is when I joined Tech and Chris's group, like I went full growth mode too quick. I hired, I hired VAs. At that point, I was not a master like Kevin and Andy are in clothing at that point. When you turn your listings over to third parties, whether it's Hammock, Cellhound, even if you hire your own VA or VAs like I did, they're going to mess up your listings if you're not an expert. Because if, if you're an expert, then you can train them how to create really good listings. Like now I'd feel good about, how, about, about training, but back then I didn't. Anyway, I was listing 50 a day with a VA for a long time. And then I got rid of her, I don't know, about three months ago. And then I put all that work on me and I, I'm, I'm learning to be a, a true expert in the field. And so I'm building up my listings, but, uh, Kevin, that's really your, your sales increases I, are very impressive. It, it's a lot to do with, with items that are over 50 bucks, man. I, I haven't, it's finally kicked in. Like I felt like around this time last year, it's when it kicked in too, but I also had more selective inventory back then. Now, as you know, I'm full time. I have to have less selective i have to have items that are like more bread and butter i would say 18 19 and up whereas last year i was more at about 25 to 30 dollars and up since i've done it i've been able to gross more and sell more um i think for the last month i've sold 270 items which is about a 20 percent increase i'm already at like 50 sales for the week uh but my my numbers are 3500 dollars for the last seven days hold on and you're gonna share yourself first I can't, I'm not scared. I don't have that one up. Oh, okay. I'll All just, right. I'll just tell you because I'm looking at my phone. Okay. And you, and you give me shit about computers. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear it between y'all two no more. <laughs> uh, so it's $3,500 over the last seven days. I've never been over 2500 in seven days. So I don't know what happened. Like I said, all of a sudden, this week happened. It's been insane. 3500 I broke three, which is a huge goal for me. And then I went straight, almost straight to what, 3500 in a day. My last, I finally hit 10K for a month. That was my biggest goal was hitting 10K in a month. Because once I started in 10K, I feel like they'll start giving me 11 and 12K. It says I'm up 15% from last year. So that is great. If I'm up 15% this year, hopefully next year I'll be up 15 to 20% next year. Again, this is like a mutual fund. It's a slow grow. Um, and as long as you're seeing those numbers, it's only going to go up from there. Uh, and then my two best sales, let me screen share those. Hold on a second. Now he wants to screen share. I know, right? <laughs> he can do his numbers, but he can do that. I'm he sorry. Can do that you got it? Yep. You're up. Okay. So this, I bought that yard sale, this same yard sale that I'm going to show you my next sale at. So I spent $50 on a whole bag full of clubs. The bag alone is probably worth 60, 70 bucks. And then I got 10 other, I got a set and then 10 other, other single items that I'm selling. I have this that I paid 20 bucks for. I sold for 120. And then this one sold within five minutes tonight for, it says 252, but I took the best offer of 190. And I just refinished these last night. So what I did was I grinded them down. It still has some of the little nicks in it at the bottom, but they were a lot worse than this. So I grind them down. I repainted the bottoms. I polished them up and they look beautiful. I originally was going to list these things for like a hundred bucks until I was actually doing research on them and they're forged. Uh, they're the ben, uh, ben Hogan Apex 3, and they're forged. And so it's not a soft steel. It's a hard steel. So that's why it's a little harder for me to grind them down um, with my deburn tool. 
I mean, probably about an hour and a half worth of work in this. Picked, and I have about five bucks into this whole set. When you break up, I paid 50 bucks for the whole bag and then like 10 other clubs, singles. And I sold this for $190, right? So, I mean, I, I can't go wrong on this. But yeah, that's my that's definitely my sale of the week. Yeah, who's next? Andy, right? Andy is, yep. There you go. Let's go. You got this, Alrighty. Andy. So I've got two. Um, I sourced this and listed it and it sold within like eight hours. It says $89.95. I took, I signed an offer of $44.95. It was new with tags. Look out for Ralph Lauren stuff that has that polo bear on it. When you find it, it's, it was, it was like pulling a $50 bill off the racket that played his closet. This one too sold in a day's time. It's a cashmere houndstooth, uh, Hart Schaffner Marks. I had it listed at $79.95 and I sent an offer at $47.95, which was where a similar one had sold. Can I can I give you a quick tip, Andy? Sure. Great. I love your presentation. Nothing wrong with it. The only issue is Laurel Piana is a lot more desirable than Heart Shafer Marks. What you should have done was Laurel Piana and then Heart Shafer mm -hmm. Marks, and you probably would have probably got about 100, 120 for it. Where you, cool. you see how you kind of have Laurel Piana after the 48. Whenever you find and show them the label where it says Laura Piana, this is a Bolo brand, and you'll you'll find it on a lot of different right go? there. See, whenever you see this weird writing right here, ING Laura Piana, that is highly desirable. That's way more desirable than a heart shaper marks. If that did not, if that heart shape, I can guarantee you right now, if that heart shaper marks did not have that label on there, this would be 30 40 bucks, if yep. that, and it would it would sit all day long. Like I have heart shaper marks I can't even get rid of for 30, 35 bucks. I have to go down to 25 on. The market on heart shaper marks in the last six years has tanked. The reason why he got so much is because of that label right there. ING Laura Piana. That's a great brand. I found a Laura Piana uh, polo sweater that was oh. cashmere. Oh, would you uh, sell for a couple hundred? I got like 150 for it and it yep. was pilled. It was, I didn't have a pill. Doesn't a matter. sweater shaver, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I picked it up and I was like, this thing cost eight or nine hundred dollars when it, it was, was probably eleven hundred. Those are yep. way more desirable than blazers. Blazers because there's so many Laura Pianas out there, it's very hard to find a cashmere Laura Piana jacket or a cashmere Laura Piana um, pullover sweater. That's that, why they go for more money. This was like six or seven years ago, and it was it, it had pilling all over it. It wasn't yeah. in the greatest shape. If I'd have shaved it with a, a sweater shaver, maybe I'd have got more, but I paid five bucks for it at Goodwill. Yeah. And it sold for like 150. I did a 99 cent auction on it and uh, it went crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, man. Awesome. I love that brand. That, Canali, Zegna. Yeah, you've done good the last seven days. 1400, yep. man. Wow. 14, I'm up 38% over the mm -hmm. last month, um, flirting with 6,000 a month. Or mm -hmm. you know, last year or so, I've maybe done three or four thousand a month. Mm -hmm. So uh, you guys are pushing me to pushing me to list more, especially Brian, to be more more accountable to myself. Um, oh, who told him? Who told? Who's my top Brian to be accountable to stop and with YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin, you're all you've always you've always pushed me. Oh, I man, I just want everybody to be happy. I was on a phone call today with eBay to be an eBay ambassador. And she was telling me, I said, well, what, she's like, telling me about the community. You know, I said, we push, we push each other. It's not competition because we all live in different areas. And I said, even if we live in the same area, there's times I go, people that I know that I go out with and there's no competition there. We all have fun. It's all about love in this community. I know we were talking about that earlier where I even said, eventually I'm going to take a flight out to Cali and, me and Scott are going to have like an inventory sourcing weekend. But the problem is I'm about to ship all of that right back to North Carolina. So Yeah. <laughs> Come on out. But Come on out to Cali. Way. It would be interesting, though, to see like cost of goods. And then even with shipping, what does mm -hmm. the bottom dollar still work out to be? And you get that experience. So I think a lot of people forget that with the community, that it's you're also making friends along the way and getting that experience that you wouldn't get anywhere else. So I think that's what sets us apart. And, and each one of us have our own niches. So like, I, I mean, again, I, I know about everything, but there's some things like I asked Brian last week about a certain pair of Levi jeans. So I'm always looking to learn. I think we all are looking to learn. It's the people that say that they don't need to learn anymore because they know everything. Those are the people that still need to learn. I'm always learning. I've been doing this for over 20 years. So mm -hmm. yeah, don't brag at all. 
It's like <laughs> I'm not. I'm I'm not. <laughs> it's like Sam Elliott and Roadhouse when you when you start stop learning, it's time to go to your grave. This is Absolutely. my sell of the week. Uh, I did an auction on these video games just to see what they'd end up at. They, I probably would have got like 120, 110, 120 with the games that are in here. Wii games have not gone down in value, but I had like Mario Kart for Wii and a, uh, Mario Party and stuff in there. And we we uh, sports resorts. So, well, anyways, you should have done a little critique here. I hate to do this to you, Scott, but this is how anal I am, and I'm just trying to help you out. That Wii Resort Sport should have been taken out of that lot and sold. By it should itself. have been exactly, and, and I have another copy of that. I'm going to sell that separately, and I'll show yeah. you that sale next week because I'm sure yeah. I'll, I just put it up today and I I added it I yeah. added it in there. So yeah, I probably lost a little bit of money on this, but uh, it did ship, hey, ship did, out me email. And uh, well, how many bids nice was that? How many bids were on that total? It, it was only six. I started five. at sixty. Yeah. Oh, five. Okay. Yeah, and and I started at sixty, and then went from there. So, uh, how much was the cost? How much did you have into them? Uh, three dollars. Oh man, you can't go wrong. No, I can't go That's wrong more at capital. all. So. That's all so, about yeah. more capital, man. Heck yeah! So look at your numbers. Yeah, yeah, my my deals, my numbers have gone down. I'm waiting for that two hundred and fifty dollar uh, sale to come through, but uh, I'm a little <laughs> bit down for the month. I'm usually at about a thousand for every seven days, so I'm down a couple of hundred and fifty bucks, but. Uh, but the ninety day goal is almost at nine thousand. Yeah, so, dude, you're quickly so, and you're up twenty three percent in the last thirty one days, man. That's exactly huge. and and uh, it's all like you said, all thanks to this group. All like Andy was saying, pushing each other to grow and uh, it's really the podcast. I really and, think and, 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 and I have offers together. and messages here too. So yeah, I think uh, it's important just that Scott took the time to do an auction because maybe I'm wrong, but I like to think that Scott does a lot of video games as well. That when people bid on it, they might have missed out on it. But if it's like me, I'll go to that seller and look at what else they have in their inventory. Because if I see that they had desirable items or games that I want, it makes me think, oh, they might have something else. So that's why I was asking about how many bids you got, because yeah. those other couple bids might result in the other sales because they're going, oh, he, he finds things that I want to buy. So And, and you know... Um... Selling that Godzilla game, I've had a lot of people ask me if I've found have any other ones. That, if I come right. across the, any more of those Godzilla ones, too. So it, it's Brian uh, said that we, eBay wants the repeat buyers. And uh, so that's uh, that. Those, those are nice when they come back in and buy something from. Does anybody know if you um, can send, send a coupon to the bidders on your auctions? I don't know. But but the one great that thing would is be I awesome. <laughs> Promotion fees. So there was no coupon. There was no. <laughs> there was no uh, promoted listing or anything like that. It was straight auction. Yeah, I'm just wondering if you, if you, uh, I got a, I got an email saying that if you send a coupon and an offer for somebody to use in the future, that you get half off of your fees. Welcome back, Brian. Oh, all right. New mistake. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The coupons are only good for for uh, for buy it now prices. They're they're not set up for auction. All right. Well. All right. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. Thanks again Absolutely. for everybody that's coming. Uh, go subscribe to everybody. Uh, Alton addicted to hustle. Andy and Kevin from Tiffany Rounds and Brian from Doctor Denim. All are putting out content right now. So uh, definitely go check them out. Also, again, check us out on Spotify. Give us a listen. You know, let's let us uh, uh, build that community up. Also, let's let's see if we can uh, convert some of these YouTubers into podcasters and go and uh, check us out on Spotify and Google Play and and hopefully next week iTunes. Uh, go yeah, listen that'd, be, to the, that'd be huge. Go it's listen definitely to the past ones. Uh, there's lots of great info in all those. So thank you guys. We're gonna Absolutely. end it here. <laughs>